Hey everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. It's your host Sam, back with another episode. <laughs> I hope you guys say that with me because that would be really honorable. Like, oh my gosh, you know my intro. <laughs> um, as always, as always, I'm very happy to be here. Very happy to be amongst you all. I'm very appreciative to be amongst you all. And in this episode, we're going to talk about womanhood. Ooh. This is a big one. This is a huge one because I, I'm fresh into this space, um, very fresh into this space right now. I don't remember where I left off in last week's episode. I think I recorded it Thursday where I finally had my kind of like, we were, we're over the hill now and we're still over that hill. So I will, I will thumbs up on that one. But um, I wanted to reflect on my womanhood and where I've come, where I've you know been able to get to and excuse me, a little bit of like where I'm headed and this idea of reflection. Now, I believe I talked about reflecting and uh, previous episodes. If you haven't already, definitely check out my previous episodes because the whole premise behind everything in me is literally I try to give you all everything in me and, um, you know, in hopes to uplift, in hope to guide, in hope to be additional resource, be a part of your community and make sure that I am investing in myself by, you know, creating this vulnerable, safe space and also, you know, investing in people who I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for all of you all. I really want you to win. I really want you to feel joy and appreciation and acknowledgement and love for yourself. Um, it's very toxic, you know, you know, to figure out life sometimes and it can be extremely overwhelming. And I hope that in this episode or episodes, you carve out some space for yourself to really reflect and understand kind of some of the things that we've come to learn or things that we need to unlearn. Um, definitely a lot going on for me lately. Um, starting a new business, you know, adding that to my arena. I am in my womanhood um, where I'm 30. What am I now? 32, 33. I can't remember right now. I think I'm 32, to be honest with you. I can't even remember right now because I just feel like she's already in her 30s. Like she's 30 something at this point. And it's hilarious because I have, you know, women in my life who are very much like that. And I'm like, you don't know your age. I know your age. You know, I'm very, I, I know your age already. Like I can tell you off, you know, whatever year it is, I'll tell you, um, you know, how old you are. And it's hilarious because, no, I'm 33. I'm 33, guys. Oh, yes, I'm 33. Okay, we, we figured it out. Um, <laughs> but as I accept the word womanhood, because I think previously in my 20s, I would never accept such thing. I would say, you know, I'm a lady or um, I'm grown, but woman is a different thing. And I think that there are women ahead of me um, who would definitely beg to differ and still consider me a baby. Um, but as I start to accept and familiarize with myself with this word, there's a lot of things that come with that. And I wanted to unpack that today and just kind of go through that because I felt like it was very useful, especially for us um, who are, you know, aging ourselves to a more mature age, um, experience wiser, hopefully age. And, and as you do so, just taking some time to reflect on the last couple of years. Um, it's, it's interesting because lately a conversation has come up around our, my 20s. And because I work with students who are in their, um, you know, or doing their undergrad and their master's, they're in their 20s. And, you know, conversations about the things that they care about, the things that they are navigating through. Obviously, life has changed tremendously since I was in my 20s um, at their age. But 
um, the concept is kind of still the same, the figuring it out. I'm just trying to figure it out. And, you know, you don't get to say this until you have cleared that that arena, cleared that stage of life where you can say, I'm just trying to figure it out. Um, what I mean by that is your 20s, sometimes for some people, your 30s. Um, I've always been a very mature person and, you know, how I proceeded with caution has been, you know, very restrictive over the the people that I entertain, the environments that I see myself in, the experiences that I um, participate in, whether it be going out to party or to travel or hanging out with people or being in places I shouldn't be or taking risks. I've been very risk averse, um, very safe, very cautious, very apprehensive of people. Um, I've been very, um, you know, careful with my career. And today actually marks the 10 year anniversary of me starting my, 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 um, current role. And it's been a a hell of a ride. And that was 23. And so the idea that that space and time has caused or has equate equated to where I'm at now is mesmerizing to me because even in my twenties, I remember vividly talking to my therapist and saying like, Hey, listen, I'm so stressed about life because I'm 26, I'm 25 and I want to be married with kids and I don't see any potential suitors. I don't know what, how that's going to happen. I'm potentially moving to another state in a little bit, you know, like life is stressful. And I remember her being like, girl, bye. That's not happening. You no, that's not happening. Don't put that over your head. And it took her a while to get me to see that. And you know, she'll probably laugh at this because she, I know she remembers these conversations. And um, you know, I explored other things as, as far as starting my first business. Um, you know, a meetup group. You know, just kind of getting my feet wet in the idea of being more extroverted and expansive with my impact. And, um, you know, she was like, do that, do more of that. Don't worry about this concept of marriage and kids and all that sort of stuff. And I, it's interesting because I've always had wonderful people in my corner influencing me. Um, and for those of you who, you know, are working or, you know, or wanting to work on relationship building with community, I definitely want to do a workshop on that. Um, you know, a seminar where we talk about it and unpack, you know, how to design that, how to approach that, how to, to, to do that and walk you through that. Because I am so grateful to have such a wide spectrum of women that I can just count on. Um, and it's so, I'm so grateful for that because that is truly shaped me in the best possible way. Um, but yeah, so there's that, but, um, you know, as I, you know, look at my womanhood and what I, I understand, or I believe in now, or what I would consider a woman, um, I recognize that it's such a conundrum, if you will, to be in this space where I can sit back and look at things because at the time I felt mature beyond for my age. And as I've come to learn and understand maturity, it's not a blanket statement. It's not something you can say that person is mature. Um, because we have so many qualities and so many facets about us, it's very hard to just, 
you know, consider someone mature based off of one, you know, maybe outstanding, um, you know, trait. There are many aspects that a lot of us, I think, are still trying to unpack about ourselves and understand about ourselves. And you don't get to see that in, in, in a initial reaction. So it's, it's, it's interesting because I think the parts in which I would say I was more mature was this idea of planning for the future, um, being mindful of how each, um, step closer, you know, each day that passes, you know, is equating a a longer future, a better future. And, you know, this idea of setting myself up for the future, that was a big, big message for me. And I think it definitely came from having immigrant parents who wanted to make sure that I was okay. I was safe. I, you know, um, had education, I had a savings, I had all of these things kind of in line. And the craziest thing about it all was that with that, you know, that whole experience, um, there were still many, many areas in which I was very immature. Um, and something I'm actually coming to understand more is just the idea of my role in, in vocalizing my, my intimacy requirements, you know, my sense of connection and, and being able to express those parts of me, the vulnerable parts, um, you know, as I'm kind of learning and unpacking just the things that I've been taught, um, I recognize that there were areas of roles, like the role you play within a relationship that has been skewed. It's actually, um, not as vast as I would like it to be. Um, simply because I didn't know that you could, um, redesign or customize, if you will, a relationship that best fit you. So that learning process has taken years to come to. And I know for a fact, it's going to evolve even more. I remember even going to, um, the live the life you want tour with my sister and I bought tickets one year when she did it here in Miami. And I only did it because I know she loved her. I thought that Oprah was for old people. Okay. I was like, Oprah is not my, not my home girl. Okay. She is your home girl because she's close in your age. And she talks about your stuff. I was not as, as in tune as I am now. I think the thread that did exist at that time though, was that I did really enjoy having intellectual conversations with people. And that's what I called it this idea of life and perspective and, you know, understanding ourselves. I really enjoyed that. And I still do. And I think that's where everything in me, you know, the birthplace of everything in me. And as a woman being heard, being communicative, um, being able to express myself, I've always had that desire. And anyone who has given me that opportunity, I've definitely leaned closer to them. And I can see that through my relationships with people. And, um, I always was the one in like school to ask the amount of questions, like more questions. And people would be like, oh my God, Sam, shut up. Why are you asking all these questions? We just want to get the day over with, but I would be more intrigued and curious and wanting to have that dialogue back and forth. And I think a big stem of that is I spent a huge chunk of my childhood isolated, um, not by choice. Um, well, I always have a choice, but, um, more like a sense of protection 
because the environment in which I grew up in was not inviting enough for me to be able to be expressive and to communicate and have those kind of, you know, deep conversations. And so I went into the world really in search of that in different ways. And I think that's what led me to a lot of different environments in which I ended up being in is because I wanted to be able to be around people. I could express myself, talk, get to learn and know, and would listen and it would go back and forth with me. And so it was very important for me to have that. And I found that in my partnerships, I really, really leaned towards that where I feel like I needed a partner in which I could, um, you know, be vulnerable with and talk to and get to know. And I cared more about like things other than your favorite color. (laughs) I was more intrigued by just the way your mind worked than anything else. And so it's, it's been a very, very interesting set (laughs) subset of life where, um, I've tried to recognize these pieces and put them together and make them make sense. Um, I'm grateful for them because it's definitely helped me design who I am now, but I'm also still learning them as we speak, you know, still trying to understand them as we speak. Um, what I mean more than anything about womanhood is this idea that I'm in a place where the concepts of core fundamentals or learning, um, experiences that, you know, you have in your, you know, your adolescent years and early twenties, I'm, you know, gravitating towards those re you know, life and review, um, experiences. And it's caused me to genuinely feel more hopeful for the future and understanding of who I am. I'm also, I think, feeling a little bit more confident because when you have a, a a growth spurt when it comes to your understanding of life, you feel a little bit more connected with the universe. You feel more connected with where you're at and where you're headed. And that's definitely something I can confidently say I feel. So since I feel that way, I view the world differently where I've, I've experienced a piece of life that is a gift. And that's something that I've been saying a lot lately of life being a gift. Um, being here at 33 is a gift. Um, being able to obviously be on this platform in this, in this, this space is a gift. Technically anyone can do it, but I feel like how I articulate myself and how I express myself appeals to, a you know, a subset of individuals, who range in age and background, but it's connective and it's, it's in a digestible, you know, place. Something that I've learned through, you know, generations of just speaking to different generations, conversations around sexuality, intimacy, future, partnership, career, um, learning, you know, you know, experiences, it's very different. Um, the, the, the kind of kind of like invisible roles or the um, expectations around future and responsibility and you know what that looks like. There's a lot of different ways in which you know certain generations were taught certain things or things were expected to be or things that they come to believe. And as I've kind of been in this this place of just being more open around 
how can I solve this problem differently? Or how can I learn something new about this challenge? Um, I've learned so many like major, um, just major moments in life, you know, that I didn't necessarily have before. And one of the things was this idea that, um, you know, we talk about men and their lack of fatherhood and being fathers. Now, I can't really speak for um, every culture and background, but I will say um, from what I've come to learn about the African-American um, father role, um, dealing with an African-American man who's actually biracial, but um, identifies as African-American um, mostly, I would say mostly because he's, he's, he, he is presented in that way. Um, having no context and that's something about love as well too, that I learned you can't love in a way that you've never experienced. Now that's a major component. So how can you be a father if you've never really experienced it? Now there can easily be a rebuttal and a roll of eyes of like, girl, you can learn this is completely true, but the idea or the interest to learn has to be learned. So think about that. So if we take it a step back of like me wanting to learn about who I am, I was more interested in doing that than I was learning about school. I never really enjoyed school. I felt education was something they threw down our throats. Not to say I wanted to be dumb, but the way I learned isn't necessarily the way that was taught. So I learned through touch, feel, experience, you know, managing all that sort of stuff. I don't necessarily learn by textbooks and presentations. I like to be a part of, be submersive in that, you know, thing. I like to also reflect. So I definitely struggle with that. Now, the media, the um, different environments in which we were all like exposed to, taught us in different ways, whether it be through cartoons, television, commercials, um, you know, movies, all that sort of stuff. They, you know, gave us examples of a lot of times a whitewashed, you know, version of, of family life and, and partnership and relationships and bonding and friendships and all that sort of stuff and motherhood and things like that. And, you know, when you have, or you're around, um, media or anything like that, that isn't necessarily <clears throat> something you can recognize. You're, you're more than likely you, you, you can reject that, you know, because in your brain it's like, mm, doesn't match my worldview. I'm out, not, not connecting with this. Um, and then the representation of individuals that you did have that were more, um, you know, what you recognize sometimes, you know, you did, become closer to like baby boy or, um, what is it called? Friday, you know, movies, you didn't necessarily always see, uh, a loving father who played the role effortlessly in movies because one, that's not what the world always reflected. That wasn't necessarily a majority Two, It could have been that, you know, um, playing that wasn't necessarily desirable by the audiences. Cause again, movies and, not necessarily every single one. Now it's a little bit different when you have independent projects or smaller, you know, um, corporations or companies that are producing media and, 
you know, content, um, there's more creative freedom. But when you have things that are very, you know, these are businesses, these are livelihoods, these are jobs, these are, um, you know, designed roles. And when you're appealing to the masses and you're also part of a, a space where you're looking to influence and you're looking to, um, continue to push a specific narrative, you got to be careful because taking risks can really ruin a reputation. It can be very delicate. There's so many things, especially if you're familiar with business or maybe you're not familiar with business. There's a lot of things that go into making those decisions between hair, um, careers, you know, there luckily nowadays there are more actresses who are also directors who understand what actresses go through, writers who are directors, you know, um same thing goes for as actresses and there are also a lot of actresses or writers and directors who are now pushing more um expansive conversations around what we produce and what we feed, you know, these masses. And these things live on forever on the internet. So, you know, it's a major, 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 major piece. I mean, I can't tell you how much trauma has lived out in reality shows. And I think that's why it's hard for me to watch it now. Cause I initially was, I was super hooked, you know, love and hip hop, um, the housewives, all of those sort of things. I was like, let's go. I'm with it. I'm watching it. And as I've kind of stepped back into this space, I recognize like, it's such a sad unfolding of toxicity, lack of communication, lack of understanding how to express oneself and staying in our own lane in certain places and just messiness that I just don't, I don't lean on. It's not also realistic for me anymore. I think as, you know, coming from a relationship with my childhood that was very toxic and challenging, I shy away from those environments because it evokes emotions in me that are very hard to ignore, you know, because they're, I'm triggered, but because I've done also a lot of work to shy away from that environment and to break the cycle, I just can't see myself choosing to participate in any of those types of behaviors that are equivalent, if not reminiscent of all the hard work I've already done to remove myself you know, from using that form of behavior as a solution to challenges. I think a major part of all of this is, is not to negate the fact that being a woman, you know, I'm a heterosexual woman, um, and wanting to be in a monogamous relationship. I think that you know, that is something that was forced down people's throats. As far as that is a typical, that is what you're supposed to be. That's what God wants. That's what, you know, is required, you know, in order to be, um, accepted to be, you know, represented correctly in fashion, in media, in schools, in history books, all of that sort of stuff. And, I think that with this world that is now a lot more expansive and redefining what's what's considered a woman, um, it's important for all of us to, one, I think be educated. It doesn't mean you have to agree with it as far as identification and things like that, but there are some beautiful values and beautiful freedoms 
that people who are of the LGBTQIA community have adopted that is extremely freeing for, you know, women who, you know, who identify as women, but who have been suppressed for many years, whether it be freedom of expression, um, you know, labeling and role playing and expectations around, you know, career and, you know, behavioral, you know, expectancies and things like that, um, that unfortunately, because we were boxed in, in so many different ways, you know, sometimes we're fighting the fact that we're not woman enough, you know, and our individuality is threatening society or, you know, life's, um, wants or desires for us to be more than that, different than that. Um, and that comfortability to me screams more womanhood than anything else, because to be a woman is a choice. It is, um, in some, in some ways, but it's also a, a journey that evolves over time. It's not a stagnant, dry, straight shot, experience. It's definitely something that requires refinement and, um, attention to detail sometimes and, um, stumbling and setbacks and fear and failure. Um, speaking of failure, because that's not something I'm afraid of talking about over here. Um, there's been ways that I feel like I failed to be a woman, you know, I failed to be the woman that I wanted me to be you know, and I was hoping for myself to be, whether because I made a questionable career choice or decision that led me into a situation where I'm in now in a gray area with someone that I really like, but not in that way. Um, it's caused me to, you know, astray from my relationship with God at times. Um, it's caused me to run away from who I believe that I am and who I want to be. It's really made me question just a little bit of everything. Um, you know, as far as where I'm headed, what, what matters, what doesn't matter, my culture, you know, I remember growing up and feeling so like, I don't know, like, so my, um, parents being from Jamaica, you know, we, <laughs> Oh man, I think every culture has maybe something that maybe we're not always so proud of. Um, you know, and there are certain things that I remember growing up that I was just like, oh, I just feel like they're just embarrassing sometimes because there are certain things that certain, you know, people from that culture involve themselves in that are an extreme version of expression. And you know, I never really agreed with it, agreed, agreed with it. And even to this day, there's still certain things, but I think all cultures face that, you know, it doesn't mean that I don't, I wish them any harm, but you know, it, it's definitely a little bit weird, but you know, I feel like sometimes I failed as a woman because I didn't follow suit in maybe a, an outdated you know, as I've come to learn expectation around having kids and being married by 30, um, because I was 
I thought at that, you know, in my earlier couple years ago, that that signified success, that signified accomplishment, that signified love, that signified, I have my shit together. That's what that was. That told the world, I have my shit together. And I think the biggest wins behind womanhood is taking my life back and writing my story with God and understanding my process of unpacking everything is completely different than everyone else. And that is completely okay. <laughs> and that's completely normal. Um, but that's a viewpoint that I, it took me a while. It took me here. It took me a while to get to, I had to be here in order to get to that. And so that's something that I, I never really take for granted. It's definitely something that I recognize as a gift, recognize as something that not all women get to experience, um, at this age. You know, I've, I've spoken to women who are like, I'm in my sixties. I'm barely coming to the fact that I can, um, be myself and want, you know, want what I want and do what I want. Um, and I've been told like a lot of women are like, well, you know, you've, you've been able to express yourself or do things in ways that I wish I could have. And that brings me to the unlearning of life and subliminal things and just subconscious things or things that we've been fed that, you know, weren't necessarily true. And one of the things that I truly, truly enjoy about, um, you know, where I'm at in my journey is the fact that I've been able to break stigmas, um, boundaries within my, my lineage that my ancestors, you know, weren't able to do. And I hope to continue to do so. And I hope my future to be able to do the same as well too. It's so, it's so beautiful to be so free. I also recognize my freedom more. I see it more than I did before. And I think that's the breakaway from the stereotypical or the expectations of life and, you know, um, my role in life. Um, just knowing that I always have an underlying freedom to be able to design the life that I want to. And my needs and desires and wants are also valid and they're important. And I've come to listen to them a lot more lately where I'm not necessarily running from them because they don't fit. <laughs> if you know, it doesn't fit in the day. It doesn't fit with what I'm supposed to be doing. It doesn't fit with my age. It doesn't fit with all of those sort of things. And if you ask the why question and you go down three whys, you realize that there's no weight on the reasoning, you know, and that's a great way to kind of decipher. Okay. If I have a question of like, you know, I want to go out dancing to a club and somebody asks why, because I think it's fun. Why? Because I enjoyed it when I was younger. Why? Because I got to be free and I got to do whatever I wanted to do. Well, why do you want to go to a club though? Why not? Because it's a place of, um, you know, enjoyment and, um, it's a place that people can gather and be, it's a sense of community. Um, because we are all connected through the music and the expression of music and the, you know, emotional response towards that music. You know, there's a lot of expectations I feel for women to fit into a certain mold. 
And the reality, there is no mold. Like you are who you are and that is enough as you are. And that doesn't mean who you are isn't going to change. It just means that the last thing anyone should ever do is adapt to the environment around them in order to make everyone else more comfortable. (laughs) You know, and I think as you become uncomfortable with maybe other women, you know, and their, their choices, like I, I had to like, you know, check myself and I'm often doing that, um, where I saw moms with rainbow hair and their kids, um, looking like, I don't know, just looking disheveled and, you know, just different versions of people who are walking through life. And, you know, sometimes you have these biases because you're like, you should never do those sort of things. You should carry yourself this way and you should have colors in your hair that are natural. And, you know, and I'm just like, hold on, hold on. This is the, this is the, so I talk about it before this idea of like the dirt road and then the, the beautiful highway. This is the highway speaking of like, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Like literally. I mean, obviously if it's not toxic or harmful, but you literally can express yourself however you want to. So if I want to represent myself as a Skittle or what other people view as a Skittle, I mean, I stand corrected. That's my choice. That's my prerogative. And it exists. And I am the representation of that. And I think the reason why maybe I feel that way is because I'm envious. I'm envious that you can see yourself or you identify yourself as being more, I would say like just expansive and um, eclectic or you know, versatile than myself. You know, I've made a lot of safe choices with how I, you know, represent myself. I do recall certain times where I was, I was figuring things out and I put some things together that didn't go together or I, um, you know, really, you know, went quote unquote out there, if you will, for my own comfort zone. And, it didn't connect with me enough, but that doesn't mean that, you know, I don't have desires of wanting to go dye my hair blue or just do whatever with it and treat it as it's just hair or wear certain things or, you know, have tattoos and whatever. Um, you know, there are times where I do, you know, yearn to break out of quote unquote a mold that I put myself into. And every time I do that, it, it's, it gives me life. It jolts me. It reminds me that I'm alive, that I am me. And I'm, I'm always conflicted with, you know, the expectations around who I am, what I, what role I play in people's lives and what I actually, how I actually represent myself. And through this podcast and through so many different, you know, expressions or, you know, um, experiences in life, I, circle back and I always try to remind myself that, you know, I have to walk closer to the things that serve me, the things that speak to me, that bring me joy. And I don't have to stop to adjust to, or, you know, everything else in life because it, it'll make things more comfortable, more fitting. I really don't. I honestly don't. And 
you know, sometimes that threatens different parts of my life because of this freedom that I hold and that I always, you know, want to to keep with me this kind of free spirit of like, just get up and go, just drive as far as you want to go, just eat whatever you want to eat, just do whatever you want to do because life is too short. And also you only have one life to live. And as long as you're a good person, you know, good karma is always going to be there. There's this fine line that I go back and forth from where I am keeping that conversation, but I understand why there are many women out there who are day by day performing the roles that are have been given to them or um, are expected of them. I understand that. You know, standing by someone that you don't agree with or, you know, going to a job that you're not happy with or having friends because of the Joneses or, you know, spending money on things that you really don't want to do or living a lifestyle that you're really not happy with or performing acts that you're really not wanting to do. I get that. I understand that because those things knocked at my door too, you know, and the little voice inside of us that basically says, Yes, no, maybe I'm interested, I'm not interested. Sometimes we 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 hush it, we shoo it away, we ignore it. And every now and then when no one's around, maybe we let them out and we're like, "Hey, let's play." And we may be able to say like those are some of the best times of our lives because we're aligned with who we want to be, you know, and it's unfortunate that everyone is in this way. It's unfortunate that we all don't get that piece, that part um, where we can sit down and appreciate who we are and feel as though who we are is enough and matters and and who we are is who we need to be and that's fine. That's this is it. Forget everything else. I think knowing that now and understanding that now and having like a, a relationship with that now has made me rethink some things, shake some things up, um, advocate for other women and other people um, to be more aligned with themselves. You know, if that makes you happy, just do it. If that's what you want to do, just do it, you know, and, and recognize everyone's path. Um, I'm I'm internally grateful because just this freedom in this space, in this time is a gift. And I'm more than sure with the different people who listen to this podcast, you don't always have the same access. You know, this conversation may be a dream. <laughs> it may be a dream of yours. It may be something that you're 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 internally wanting to burst out and to to feel and to express. And I want to reach out to you and just say, keep testing those boundaries, keep pressing that button, keep circling back to that dream, you know, keep that alive because that is the key to you being alive. And the last thing, you know, anybody wants is to be walking around here dead inside. Um, But it's, it's a unique journey and also don't discredit every other piece that's happened, um, up until this point, you know, don't be afraid to go back, even if it's not that far to recognize how those small, um, choices or those small moments 
have led to the confidence because sometimes we want things in life that I feel like as a woman can be so major, you know, like financial stability. You know what goes into financial stability? Work, (laughs) you know, work, God's love, like so many different things go into that and stability over a consistent amount of time. Mm. Battles, triumphs, challenges, highs, lows, in-betweens, I don't know. All of that goes into that. It's not just that simple. You know, it, it definitely takes a wide sense of, of, of experiences to get to, to be in that place and to walk on that, that mountain. So it's like a major, it's a major, it's a big deal. It's not something light, you know, that we're asking of, of saying, can you send me a million dollars? Okay. But what does that do? Does that give you a high in a moment and that's it? Or are you planning to spread that over time? Like there's so many intricacies that I don't think we consider with some of the goals that we have. And we also don't understand how we are being prepared or we become prepared for certain things. So for instance, if you jump into a new role, something you've always wanted, you think day one, you're going to operate from a space of all knowing? I highly doubt it. It is small experiences over time that are going to prepare you for the role. And even if you're underprepared, it's a lot of things coming at you at once on day one. And that doesn't even guarantee you're going to keep that role. So I don't think we should discredit the experiences in life that have warmed us up, who have caused us or, you know, forced us to speak up or to look at life differently or to, um, you know, fight for something different. I don't think we should ever discredit that. Um, because they all matter and they all, you know, get us to a place where we can feel more confident, we can feel more aligned. And, you know, I think as life givers, whether it be in physical sense or lifting someone else's day up by a compliment or a conversation or a relationship that you share with them, or just a smile that you share, um, the the femininity that we hold is is a gift in itself and i think that as life influences us it it diminishes that and i i'm not saying that <clears throat> the other the other humans out there don't have or a gift i'm just saying that it's important that we harness that and walk with that because there are people out there who recognize that you don't have that gift. You don't even recognize it. And they take advantage of that and they abuse that. Or there are people who need to be educated that that gift is alive and well, and that I'm aware of this gift. And I hope that as you walk in your womanhood, you explore and uncover all of the beautiful pieces of your womanhood through conversations with others, through recollection, recollections of your life, um, through experiences that you've had and continue to have and just find the peace and the meaning in all of it and the love in all of it. Cause underlining it's all love. And, um, I'm just so grateful, like I said, and thankful for you all because you've definitely allowed me to explore my womanhood a lot differently than I would if I didn't participate in this space. And I can't wait to continue to navigate the conversation with you all. There's definitely a lot more to come. I realize that 
having intimate conversations around thoughts of life, what I consider my, the, what I would call back in the days, my intellectual conversations is something that right now a lot of people definitely need. And this is year three for everything in me. This is a major milestone that I don't take for granted. And as it grows and matures and um, shapes itself, I, I feel a distinct responsibility to answer that calling and to explore those conversations. And I hope that you guys are interested in participating in doing intimate conversations around um, major components of life. I think I'm going to add that to the website. So definitely check it out and check out everything in me IG. You'll find more things on there and I'm usually on there daily. So um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and thank you for listening. And I can't wait to chat with you guys in my next episode.